oh, whoa, whoa, I wasn't even on mic. We're recording in progress. That's right. I felt it was jumping in, jumping in. We have an important announcement. That's right. Those meddling kids have been bought by Elton Musk. Uh, We. Elton Musk. (laughs) We would like to see. Is he a friend of station management? Salutations to our Dutch overlord. Elton. Elton. Uh, I'm coming right out here and saying it and putting it on blast and for real. He is literally spending $44 billion because Chelsea Manning stole his wife from him <laughs> and then rocks so hard. So that makes Chelsea Man- Manning an American hero two times over now. So big up I don't even know what's going on like I went on Tumblr in the middle of the week and someone was talking about it and I was just like all you need to know just another white dude she stole anything like two weeks later or so that's when he like puts up that weird pole and then he buys it it tracks it tracks I didn't even know those parts I just knew that he had bought it it might not even be bought yet because the, the value of Tesla is like bombing really hard now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's also like bad mouthing the platform, which was part of like the deal that he should not do that. I mean, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Maybe not. I mean, he's got a ton of money. What are they going to do? One weird billionaire owning it versus another weird billionaire owning it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll still have fun on the bird site. There you go. As long as you're trying to have fun. And not exactly. I, um, I don't know. I haven't been on the bird site much. I also have been very tired this week, so I haven't really gotten to do much of anything. Um, but that's because we had a big, big weekend last week. The biggest weekend, and shame on anyone who wasn't there. <laughs> and by shame, I mean you're cordially invited for next year's show. No, because. shame on you. <laughs> I'm very mad. Yeah, Real Women had third year together con, but the first year of those meddling kids taking over the end of the night on Saturday. The first year of many where mm-hmm. we closed down I Saturday won. night. Yeah. Big party time. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, and also inadvertently started off our new thing for May. <laughs> um, since <laughs> May 1st, is the first official entry by one Jonathan Harker in Dracula. May shall now henceforth, for as long as those meddling kids are meddling, and be Vampire Month. <laughs> as long as we don't forget. As long as we don't forget. That's that's another thing. Sometimes or, we zag. Many times we zag. Sometimes we just... We're not neurotypical people, I don't think. I mean, I'm not. I don't think you are. (laughs) No. Keeping us on a schedule, keeping (laughs) us on a leash, that's difficult. Station management is distant at best. They don't like us. They don't like us. They don't like us. They don't. (laughs) They've got a partnership Um, with a different candy company, so every time we bring uh, a Reese's, it costs them money. You know, a Reese's would really hit the spot right now, though, but for oh real life. Just a 
Oh, and we forgot to bring Reese's with us last week. Oh, my God. We did remember to watch the OG Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though, which is what I was getting into. We kind of inadvertently started off the month or pre-gamed the month, I guess. Exclusive preview that you all missed. You fools. Fools. You sickos. You didn't get to see (laughs) all the awesome 90s fits Mm -hmm. that -hmm. are now just being recycled currently or were currently recycled Coachella. I don't even know. No, because now, all right, so if you go to Target right now, it's like Little House on the Prairie, but with no shape and no sleeves. It's my friend, Megan, who also went to our college, um, just was sending me pictures of her in these very big shapeless dresses. And I was like, hey, that's what they've been giving us in plus size for the past year. And she's like, yeah. But now it's throughout the whole store in the women's section. And I was like, ha, I was ahead of the trend. What could it mean? Is that the 90s, though? Is that the... I don't think it's 90s. It's more like a, a hippie sort of a look. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's just really big. It's You know what? It's very comfortable. And as a person who uses uh, they, she pronouns, there was a time where I was like, I need to dress more gender neutrally. But especially now that it's getting hot, I'm like, no, I will wear exclusively flowy dresses to work um, with bright colors that make some of the people I work with very happy. <laughs> but I then I'm very uncomfortable cozy. because they're too bright. No, um, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable for me because I tend to wear a lot of dark colors in real life outside of the workspace. <laughs> I do have one like um kind of Victorian looking like almost like baby doll dress that has like a Peter Pan collar and then that's all black and then there's like little flowy layers to it and I wear that with combat boots and everybody seems to really like that fit. <laughs> um, we did the fashion talk. We're talking yeah. about fits. Yeah. Um which again we figured out last week, if you were there, that <laughs> last that last dress that Buffy wears with the combat boots and the flowy bottom dress, like I was just like that clearly influenced me quite a bit. Oh uh, yeah, it was like she did that to prom. She wore like white, yeah. white Doc Martens, right? And then she ended up in a like a leather jacket too. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. It was a cool fit. It was. It cool was. I've yeah. gone with a really simple, I've already predetermined my summer fit. Uh-huh. Oxford shirt with long sleeves, but very light fabric. Keep me cool. To keep me protected from my enemy, the sun. And then super <sighs> tiny short shorts so that I have to use tons and tons of lotion on my legs. Of the lotion on the skin. Feels good. Feels great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. look. It is a good look. I was rocking it today. We went to Hershey Park and I vibe out on the carousel because I took a lot of anxiety medicine. So I was just pretty, pretty vibing, <laughs> I vibing out on the carousel. I've never, I think I've been to Hershey Park, not at Christmas time once. And it was very overwhelming. Knobles is where it's at. Knobles rocks, but we got season passes for Hershey mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it is simpler 
than Kenobos because you don't have to fumble around with tickets. Yeah. You've got little munchkins and gremlins running around you in circles. That's true. See, I want to get in. The, yeah, I want to get in the wagon. Oh, I want to get out of the wagon. I want to get in the wagon. What about the yeah. wagon? Oh, I spilled the funnel cake in the wagon. Oh. <laughs> See, for my family, because I don't do roller coasters, and I, I think my brother does some, but he doesn't do a lot. Um, and my mom was an epileptic, so coasters were tough on her. It was a lot easier for us to go to Knobles because then you just pay your way through. And like, I could go on the carousel and all the spinny rides over and over and over again because I'm psychopath. And you're not committing to your mom to do that or... Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it is nice. And plus they're fudge. They're fudge game at Knobles. Yo. And that ice cream place? I haven't fucked around with their ice cream. Every time oh, I go really there, good. I just run straight for the fudge. I know. I... Fudge that's just sick, man. I miss that fudge. I dream of it. It's good shit. It's good it shit. is. Um, and also, their little haunted house is funny. It is very cute. I, I haven't been there in a long time. I want to take my oldest because my oldest is now using YouTube and watching a lot of like content that is built around horror stuff. Ooh. Like the Babadook. Nice. Uh, fucking Pennywise the Clown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, lots of creepy memes from like back in the early aughts. Slenderman. She's Slendy. Seen, fucking Slenderman. Nice. Yeah. She watches a lot of content around that shit. So and she's not phased by it. Yeah. So like in a couple of years, I'll be able to get her into a haunted house and maybe start showing her some like PG 13-ish horror. Yeah. How old is she? She's seven now. Seven. Oh my god, that's right. Because she and and uh um Crimson's daughter. They're the same age. Ah. Um, yeah. She's seven. Crimson's daughter also likes creepy things, but now she kind of does cutesy and creepy. The beginning of the pandemic, she was doing a lot of Pennywise and stuff. (laughs) She was really into it. Um, I kind of want to show my daughter the Pennywise dance. Yeah. Like if I could find a way to isolate that scene and just... Just that scene. It's got to be somewhere. I'm going to look Yo, for it. There's a fucking account on Twitter called Chaotic Nightclub Photos. Oh, no. They only have like 20 posts, but one of the posts is literally a guy in full Pennywise gear being grinded on in the club. But it's just Pennywise. <laughs> but he's like fully... I wonder if it's this it's one TikToker. Horrifying. There's a <laughs> there's a horror TikToker. That goes who, to the club? <laughs> I don't know if he goes to clubs, but he wears all Pennywise. And he does. That's his content is he makes Pennywise videos. How cool would it be to just like be in full Pennywise gear or any other horror icon? Right. Just at a club. I bet most folks would really like it. If we drinks. Okay. I'm not gonna fucking bartenders would be like, just take it, just take it. Don't hurt me, man. <laughs> just go How do you show your ID? Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah Times. but we're talking about blood suckers we are because uh we're those meddling kids that's pat <laughs> take a shot but okay what more <laughs> um we're those meddling kids. We're a horror podcast, 
and we watch movies with you so you don't watch them alone. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Vampire Month. Welcome to the month Vampires. of the fifth month. One, two, three, three. four, five. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go, mate. We're, we're, we're into May, into May. Oh, my. Accents <laughs> are plenty. Accents plenty. I've tried to do a Reese Darby, but I can't. I know. It's, it's not coming out properly. I'm so sorry, Reese. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very precious. Um, <laughs> and then I was starting to think of Viago, and they kind of started to come together, and I was like, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Speaking um, of Viago, I saw somebody doing a Passover Seder using Gilbert Gottfried's voice as the voice of Hashem or God. Mm-hmm. Moses, you have to get out of Egypt. It was amazing. Super treasure, great shit. I love to share it to you somehow. Cool. Just a guy mm-hmm. just screeching as his family like looks on, both ashamed and laughing at the same time. They don't know where to get with it. I love it. Yeah. 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 We're zigging, we're zagging, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. Moving to holidays that were two, three weeks back. My stomach That's is true. just finally now recovered from it, so it's great. I was gonna say, and then you went to you went to Hershey, so now it's gonna be a little left again. No, no, no. We well, I did eat a shitty burrito there, so we'll oh. see how that goes. I only waited in line for about forty minutes for that shitty burrito. So. That's not bad for <laughs> Hershey at all. No, no, no. That's true. Oh, but no chocolate. What a bummer. You know, I think my favorite thing to get there during the. Uh, 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 Hannah Yulmus season is um, <laughs> one of the uh, s'mores, but I like to get it with a peanut butter cup because Reese's. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of sugar. I think I'd be pretty sick now if I tried to do it, but that used to be what I would get because our fam- my family would go. We do, uh, we go there because my wife is like, what if I just use your holiday bonus to buy? passes okay Okay. (laughs) all right but what if this was the plan i already did that okay i was gonna pay for the tv with that but okay okay (laughs) (laughs) but we're gonna be going there for the holiday lights every year i guess now but they do have really nice holiday lights they do it's really pretty there it's beautiful yeah like and the food's good the hot chocolate is really good well, I mean, if you're going to find hot chocolate, it's probably mm. one of the better places in the entirety of the continental United States to find some hot cacao. And you usually get a, a cool tumbler to go with it. Oh, my God, where did all mine go? This is the problem with when you move a lot. You're like, where did my shit end up? Which state is it in? <laughs> which state of mind or which state? Both. United States. <laughs> the both. These United States of America. <laughs> Um, We've got a creepy vampire. I was going to say, let's actually focus on the movie. We can. So (laughs) we've got a treat for you today. Um, Or tonight, whenever it is that you're letting us into your home to watch a movie with you. Scour underneath your couch cushions for Reese's peanut butter shapes. And quarters. I'm looking for quarters. I need them for laundry. Mm. Station management doesn't provide us with free laundry. No, so, no. 
Um, so yeah, send quarters. We love that. Uh, but we are going to be doing the remake of the classic Fright Night. And we're doing the remake because Tony Collette, David Tennant, Colin Farrell, Anton Yelchin, like this cast is amazing. Frankly, and the script yeah. is really good. Yeah. So we're going to watch Baby Chekhov fight vampires. And that is how we're going to kick off May. <laughs> we're ready to click in. Yep. Oh, so y'all know the um, y'all know the drill. Find oh, find that film. Wait, what's going on? Relatively here to enable ads. What Hulu? What? What is this? Is it on Hulu too? It is, but it it's being silly. So give me one second. I'm sure going thing. to go somewhere else. I found it on Slamazon for $3.99 to rent and I think mm-hmm. it bucks to buy it. Yeah. I said fuck it and bought it. I'm probably going to do the same. Because it's oh, fucking yeah. Eight eight old the whole doll hairs. Yes. Eight so find find a copy of Fright Night wherever it is. If you own it, find it online. And um we will be starting it in ready? Three? Three. Two, Two, one. Play. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, uh, originally they were thinking of having Heath Ledger play Jerry. Hmm. I got to say that. I don't know if he would have made it as creepy. Yeah, yeah. This this show, this movie's so good. It's so good. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. I know that there are people, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I know there are people who are like purists about like, I will not watch remakes. I hate remakes. I hate everything. I hate fun. Um, But this one's really, really good. I promise you, even if you are like, I will never break, break your rule just for this one. I'm not steering wrong. Literally just David Tennant alone is enough right. to make it worth it. But there's so much more. There's Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. No matter what she's doing, Tony Collette is the goat. Right? She really is. Tony We've... Collette is Pippin and Jordan in the 96 Bulls at the same time. With a little flair of Rodman in there, too. <laughs> Listen, speaking of, there he is. My God, he rocks so hard. Our man's Peter Vincent, the doctor. Rumor is he might be the doctor again. I think that rumor is probably fake, but the rumor I think so too that he would play um, for like a week. <laughs> I think he um, he is. They're they're doing a new uh, a second Good Omens, so yes. Which we're very excited about. We need more time with him and Michael Sheen together. They're exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What am I doing? There we go. Now we gotcha. But honestly, you could watch this and the original mm-hmm. and get the same level of enjoyment out of both. Like, they're both mm-hmm. really great individually. I agree. 
because I enjoyed both. I, I recently saw the original and decided to watch this again too. And like, just, it was fucking great. I watched this for the first time. Um, I came into Doctor Who later in life. I mean, again, it was tough. We didn't have the BBC, so I kind of had to wait. Um, it did so sporadically on the Sci-Fi Channel, but I mean yeah. fucking sporadically, like mm-hmm. randomly at 10.30 on a Saturday. Yeah. So I started with Matt Smith's Doctor. Again, don't come for me. I don't want to hear it. Everyone's doctor's valid. Shush, shush, shush. Um, and then went back. So I watched this after watching David Tennant as the doctor, and just my mind was blown. <laughs> I'm still not 100% convinced that he might not come back just for like... He might. He might. Now that they've established the doctor can regenerate mm-hmm. as many fucking times as they want to. Yeah. Which they established Peter Capaldi's season. mm -hmm. I'm enjoying Jodi and this is her last season and I'm putting off watching it because honestly, I'm kind of dreading saying goodbye. It's always hard to say goodbye to the doctors. It's a bummer because she doesn't even get a full last season. She gets three episodes. Yeah. But I mean, most of... The pandemic is really mostly to blame for that. Like it is. Yeah. The BBC actually gave them a lot more money than they were giving previous iterations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. They believed in it so much. So like really was the pandemic screwing with it. But the the last episode looks like it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Cybermen, Daleks. Yeah. Have you seen the new master, Sasha Darwin's master? Um. Is it the the master that we've had for the last couple seasons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so good. He's so um, good. I love how crazy he is because mm-hmm. he like delights in being nuts. Mm-hmm. Here she is on screen. Tony Collette, the goat, and baby Chekhov. Oh, we lost him way too young. We did. That's such a bummer. Tell us all about it, Tony. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let us know who's your favorite doctor. Why do you like them? Um, keep the 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 conversation civil, but you know. Uh, add us on Twitter while it's still free. Let us let us know what you like. <laughs> Before it's Twitter exclusive. <laughs> I'm going to make people pay to do retweets. It's going to be wonderful. I can't oh, do I can't, I can't wait. an accent. It's it's a little like this. It's ten dollars to do a retweet. Fifty dollars if you get faved. <laughs> So do you think the stakes that she's putting in her van are the Chekhov's going to this movie? I think so. Chekhov stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's the meanest girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh, while we were talking, if you did not pick up on that, um, uh, baby checkoff, Charlie was, uh, a nerd who, um, has now started dating this very popular girl, um, and has kind of left his other old friend in the dust. Oh God, young Franco. Be a fucking Dave Franco. Puce. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wear puce. They look pretty cool. What we did, we had fun. Some people go; they have a good time. Um, some people do go and have a good time. Some people watch their one friend get so sugar hide off of Shirley Temples because you're in a Catholic school, and he just kept ordering so many of them that then he goes absolutely crazy on the dance floor. I think I and it was exactly who you're amazing. About. Yeah, he ripped a set of uh, Extina's songs because that was his yeah yep 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 yep. i think he may have been the only lgbtq representation in the school and he was fucking fearless about it and to this day i admire him for that for being fucking fearless about it um especially (laughs) especially considering the things that were said in like our theology classes about queer people right to his face basically yep Yep. And he went out and said, you know what? I'm going to do the most insane dance number anyone's ever seen. And it was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And it truly was. And this one. My God, here he is. The man. Yeah. McLovin or Muhammad, as he's known on his license plate. (laughs) He, uh, I always remember him from uh, Kick-Ass. And Kick-Ass too. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. Not great in part two. No, 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 no. I uh, I think uh, most of us should forget part two. <laughs> yeah. Minus Jim Carrey's dog that he taught to bite dicks off, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, what was her name? Chloe's character. She had kind of a fun storyline. The rest of it's kind of like, Oh, Hit Girl? Yeah. I fucking loved Hit Girl. Yeah. She had like a... She had a a pretty cool, like, how do you balance a very traumatic childhood and now who you were versus who you're going to be with, like, a regular life? Like, that was was fun. I liked that. And not only that, Nick Cage. Yeah, crazy Nick Cage, man. We love him. He was playing Nick Cage Batman in that movie. He really was. Just a different flavor. Speaking of, he will be Dracula in the new upcoming movie called Renfield. I can't fucking wait to see I it. can't wait. You've seen the pictures. They're so good. He looks kind of like um, the Joker meets Nosferatu and they had like a cracked up love child. Oh, I shouldn't say that. They have like a, a love child. 
But not only that, but a love child who just loves velvet. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> look, look up those pictures. Love I mean, yourselves. I feel like they're doing it because he might be in black and white or something, and they're using the mm-hmm. super exaggerated colors to make it pop. Which is what you have to do. And it would explain a lot of the makeup as well. But I'm kind of hoping not. I'm kind of hoping it's also just in color. You get to see him in that beautiful, like, maroon pressed velvet suit. Oh, my God. I know. It's gorgeous. Oh, man. The king. There's McLovin again. Such a dick. Like, threatening. As McLovin. (laughs) Honestly. Because he reminded me of like a combination of me and Chris, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Like, between the two of us. Like, the Aladdin vest is something I could see Mm -hmm. either of us having tried to wear in school to think we're being cool. Um, I can say nothing about what anybody wore in high school because I wore anime t shirts with my ex boyfriend's Hawaiian t shirts over them. I just wanted no one to talk to me other than a select few, one of whom was Pat. (laughs) I wore lugs boots. Yep. Problematic. Mostly for like your back. They were super heavy and they fucked up the way you walked. (laughs) Kind of cool. Just stomp around. Yeah, pretty much. You could tell the cool guys because we're all stomping around the school. Clompity clomp clomp and getting yelled at by a certain Spanish teacher. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uniform appropriate she tried to give me a demerit for wearing my band shirt to an event one time instead of my regular uniform can't do like that it was, it was a part of my uniform just a different uniform nope, can't do it Also, Brie had a relative that taught at our school, and often I would get my friends in trouble with this relative <laughs> by making funny fart noises with my mouth. And then my friend would get screamed at because she would always <laughs> assume it was him, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, the one thing is I could never be blackmailed for the nerdy shit we were doing in school because we did it out in the open pretty we did do it we were all very out and proud with our nerdiness having fake lightsaber fights in like the middle of town (laughs) our towns were were too small to be you couldn't hide it yeah except for when i would go to uh my one friend's house and she lived in the middle of nowhere I think I know who you mean because I think me and yeah. the me and the Broskis went there after prom night to watch episodes of Dave Chappelle on DVD. <laughs> like the badasses we were. There you go. That's what we were. <laughs> we were watching Chappelle's show. I um. I remember being out in like the woods, woods, and howling at the moon because I just was <clears throat> that cool. Um. Oh, those were the times. Those were the times. I, I would not go back. I It's fun to memorize. Like, Pat and I like to memorize about it, but ask us if we've gone to a reunion. No. <laughs> I'll never see those people again. It's probably for the best. Yeah. I think it would be cool to have a reunion of our fun little group of miscreants 
and um, general. All of Dragon Ball Z. Just a. We just, just go to that. the King Hole and watch Dragon Ball Z for like. Yeah. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Try and find them all with a DDR machine. <laughs> I know somebody who spent all of his allowance on that DDR machine. I was right there with him. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, what do you mean you didn't want it? What do you need it for? Go to the mall, Dad! Go to the mall! Christopher. Once again, our, our favorite recurring character. We will someday bring him onto the pod and he will be so pissed off. What the fuck? Why am I here? What do you mean you're talking about me on this podcast? Chris, we talk about you all the time. What? Bridget, I don't even remember you. We text, we are, we share a love of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy video games and uh, a love-hate relationship with director Tetsuya Nomura. So whenever he releases anything, either I will text him or he will text me and be like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> That's a deep friendship right there. That's, you know. Yeah. Listen, real friends... You can go a long time without seeing or really talking to, and then the something important happens. Like the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. Exactly. Drive. And you just geek out together. <laughs> like nothing has happened. Those are the real ones. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake happens. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk for a little while, and then all of I don't even remember. I think it was Doctor Who. I think that's We started we talking again. Yeah. Doctor Who is, is the power of friendship. It is the power of friendship. Was that the Smith era or the Capaldi era? I feel like it would have been Capaldi era. It was Capaldi era because we both just loved that angry, angry attack out of a Scotsman so much. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's still my fave. He's so good. Scottish representation, Celtic people need to be, Italian Celts need to be represented, I guess. His dad had a With anger. Scotland. Can you imagine ordering a fucking pizza in Scotland? Can you get Pepperoni. Oh my God. Somebody was talking about someone on TikTok. Um, I don't want to say their name in case people get mad. They were kind of making a joke about the fact that they have a hard time with like auditory processing. So they were watching Our Flag Means Death and they were at a scene where it was Ray Darby and... Um, mm. Steed and then uh, the helmsman who's a Scottish character named Mr. Oh. Buttons. And so it's just the two of them talking. And she's like, I have no idea what they're saying if I don't have the subtitles on. <laughs> Between the New Zealand accent and the Scottish accent, she's like, they're just like, da, 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 like doing like different vocal fluctuations. And I was like, please don't hurt her. Please. Please watch Doctor Who season eight. Yeah. And know that people demanded <laughs> subtitles because they, they couldn't tell what the fuck Capaldi was saying half the time. The Scottish is real. <laughs> Do you happen to know how to fry this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my eyebrows. That attack eyebrows. They're, They're so angry. Oh my God, I'm Scots. I'm Scottish. I wish you would have brought some of that Malcolm Tucker cursing energy too. I'm fucking Scottish. Oh my God. You know we wanted to. Oh my it was God. there on the tip so of his tongue. And he literally just like didn't curse mm-hmm. for like years while he played the doctor because he was afraid of ruining the rep. 
once again, Dave Franco approving the Franco family douchebags all the way down. Yep. Just saying it. I don't even care. Yeah. Come at me, Dave Franco. I um am so disappointed. <laughs> Let's make this. I also really appreciate the fact that this character, like anytime that this actor gets to play a character where he's allowed to lisp openly and it's not something that they make fun of makes my little heart sing. Cause I have a lisp. You will hear it every now and then it comes out when I'm very tired. Sometimes I also stutter a little bit. Most of the time I think very hard before I speak. Um, but again, this and our flag me uh it's just there's a character with a speech thing on that one as well so it um characters like this make me very happy and it makes me feel more confident when we're doing the pod that if i were to what they made me think of when i was growing up mess up it's not a mess up it's okay and it's fine so that's another reason why I love this remake. I love this character and the fact that this actor got to just talk. <laughs> I love the way they use sound with him stepping in the yeah. room. Yeah, it's so good. And that's so cool. That's something I never would have thought of, like that a vampire could go into an abandoned home because it's nobody's home anymore. So therefore nobody could mm-hmm. need to invite him. Exactly. Exactly. How do we feel about Colin's Italian accent as the jo- or not the Joker? What we <laughs> as the no. make him the Italian Joker. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he did a great job. It was really difficult to remember who he was as an actor. Like he just was the Penguin. They made him look like Richard Kind. Quite frankly, which it's like hey. you know, just cast Richard Kind. But yeah, he did so well. He also kind of looked like he could have just been in an episode of The Sopranos. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, no hablo espanol. Yeah. I mean, the, the Batman. The Batman's here. He's so fucking great. Yeah. Pattinson Batman. Also a hardcore Batman. I loved him so much. We're going to have to do a, a Batman episode. You got to do a Batman creepy chat, I feel like. Uh, uh, Batson... Because Frank, he was scary. Like, not scary to me, but, like, he gave off the vibe that he scared the shit. I feel like... The people on the street. He could be scary. And I enjoyed the fact that he would be scary one moment in his big spooky suit. And then the next minute, he'd be talking to, like, a child or to Selena. And he would just get so soft. Like, just his posture and his voice was just soft and i'm like how are you doing that in this big suit where we can't even see most of your face you odd awkward little soft boy i love you they did a great job with making it seem like he was still a um traumatized eight ten year old whatever it was who never really got out of that but still what, less than two years into it, really? Or just about mm-hmm. two years into it? Yeah. So it's all fresh. Yeah, and he's not sure if it's going to work. It's good. It's really good. It's a good time. 
But yeah, we definitely need to do a Batman creepy chat. Yeah. But I think also for Vampire Month, there are certain movies that our buddy, our Pats, was in about vampires. Is there? Oh, is there? There are four of them. Oh, God, those. I forgot about those. I legitimately put those out of my mind. Into your mind palace as your favorite place. They're, blo- they're locked up. They're blotted away. Oh, you've done a Danny Torrance where you've locked them away. Into I have locked them away. I feel like I want to see the last one because I heard the last one has like a really balls-to-the-wall fight scene in it that basically means nothing. But, I mean, I know most of it because there's an episode of How do you, How Did This Get Made about it. Mm-hmm. That was really, really good. I mean, if you want to tear apart a Twilight... That we can like tear apart a Twilight. I, our pets, though, overcame. He did. But Kristen also, like, <clears throat> nobody hated doing those movies as much as the main cast hated it. Um, Anna Kendrick says that she doesn't even remember doing it. And I believe that. <laughs> she just, like, totally mind-holded yeah. it. She's like, I cashed the checks and then I walked away. Um, and then I went to Pitch Perfect. Uh but you know who actually does really justify his character? Um, oh my gosh. What's his name? He could not have justified him that well. Um, <laughs> this looks like my room in high school, pretty much. Maybe a little less dank. This is, it's so dark. <clears throat> um. Pro tip, if your dad's an electrician and you hang Christmas lights in your bedroom, he will come in every day and yell at you about how it's a fire hazard. Um, yeah. Every day. My dad still yells at me about my <laughs> use of Why candles. Down? <laughs> um, Michael Sheen. Oh, oh, he was fucking awesome, though. Yeah. Michael and Also, Michael Sheen has been able to do it all. He has played a werewolf in the um wow all the things are so hard underworld trilogy oh that's right he's lucian in that he's um the head of a vampire council in twilight so he's played a vampire and now he's played an angel in good omens and he played a serial killer in prodigal son this man does it all he plays a computer program in tron legacy oh my gosh that's right Seriously, just give Michael Sheen all the roles. I love him. Well, there was talk of him being the next Doctor, too, which would have been pretty great. There was also a rumor of it being fucking Hugh Grant. Which actually would have been hilarious. Yeah, it's mixed feelings. I would have to see him. Um, Prattling Doctor. um, So how do we feel about the fact that Jerry's able to go out, like, very much at dusk? He's kind of almost a daywalker. He is kind of almost like a daywalker. And he that ate is, part of an apple. Like, did he just vomit? That's uh, <laughs> Irish excellence. Bring that it is Irish excellence. That's how he's able to do it. So, like, yeah, I got the, I got the blood of Erie in me. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Sorry, whatever the feck I want. You would have said feck. Feck. Um, he's such a kind big eyes. 
he's a magical being. And I need more Colin Farrell as a magical being. Yeah, I need more Colin Farrell um, supernatural creatures. Do not let him in. He's amazing in virtually everything I've seen him in. He's even amazing in like TV yeah. movies. I have never seen him do poorly in something. No, yeah. I think the thing I remember the most of him, like he was on an episode of Conan O'Brien and he straight up, he's like, because Conan is such a large man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to take a shower with you because I wanted to see your drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like you just straight up said it at him. He's like, you're so big. I mean, it's just got to see it. It's like, what the fuck, bro? It's pretty bold to admit on TV, but also he's, he's so good funny. on you. Um, I think he's a very interesting vampire. I'm also trying to get over what I think vampires are supposed to be able to do or not do. Because in reality, the history of vampires is so diverse from everything from like Greek mythology all the way through to now. And they can, even the reasons why you would become a vampire. There are so many different kinds. Um, I mean, don't forget Lilith too. Yeah. All the way back. The first woman was Mm -hmm. literally. They need to be managed. Jerry, Jerry. creep i mean you can tell he's a creep because he's wearing one of those leather wristbands <laughs> got the front of his t-shirt tucked in a french tuck very much like uh you know cool uncle vibes maybe you could say it that's what he's he's got uncle magic i'm gonna creepy uncle in this case to be a cool uncle does he just have a pigeon on his t-shirt? Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he just says that they give off neglect shape. This is the most awkward fucking conversation ever. He's like negging his mom to him. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend, who is a high school student. Guy. <laughs> my guy well if we can be frank i mean a vampire the the whole age gap thing is way out the window i mean i think if you're a vampire you could still just go macking for at least 20 year olds or at least someone yeah someone who is like the age you were at when you got vamped or whatever yeah like i don't think jerry was 17 when he got vamped is that going to be the new verb for it when you attend she reading Wuthering Heights she is Crimson and I were just talking about Wuthering Heights I kind of feel like I might want to go back and do another Dracula reread. Yeah, I've got mine here. I think I'm going to restart it. But I literally have like dozens of books in my queue. Mm-hmm. 
my wife and I went on like, we're, like last year, our resolution was like, we're going to read a book every month or whatever. And we did, but then we like got out of hand and just kept buying more and more books. And we just have mm-hmm. like gigantic piles of books we need to read. There's like a bunch here. Yeah. Just like still stuck in my living room, just here. You know, I have so many on my two year pile. October and autumn tints, Henry David Thoreau. Mm. Uh, oh, good. My kids spilled something on there. You could tell because they were stuck together. Uh, Carl Nausgaard's My Struggle, Volume One. That's thick. This guy literally just wrote the story of his life verbatim. And I mean, like, down to the fucking, like, super minutiae. The fucking, ooh, the, the picture of Dorian Gray. Ooh, I've never read that one. I've been and meaning course, to. Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith, because you got to read both sides of the coin. <laughs> and these are just four that are randomly placed here. There's dozens throughout the house. It's fine. It's fine. I have um, a drag just next to me, not counting the comics that are over here. Comics count. I have Dracula. I have um, Neil Gaiman's Demons, uh, Norse mythology. And then I have a smutty book because I was going to do a thing for Real Woman Gaming where I read a smutty book every now and then and reviewed it as an asexual. And um, I'm about halfway through it and I just need to finish it. Smutty, smutty, smutty books. Mm-hmm. It is. It's about um, magic and there's a kink-based system with the magic. Um if you're listening, Final Fantasy game devs, base <laughs> magic to your next game. Um, but the the storyline with it is very interesting so far. But yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> you know, honestly, our grandmothers read so much smut, and we just didn't even know it because it was just pictures mm-hmm. of Fabio on the front. <laughs> but it was just people was books about people getting plowed. Yeah, Fabio. Well, and that was the thing. Like I was like romance novels I always just think of like Fabio on the cover and they make me kind of just giggle but peel that shit open you know there's also a very diverse genre of sub the romance is a very diverse genre with a lot of different subgenres within it like this one's all about magic <clears throat> So there's supernatural, there's historical, um, there's how smutty does it get. Um, so I was like, I should explore that. And as a person who is really looking at it from the outside in, what do these different subgenres mean? And how is it looking for the whole genre then? Which is a really interesting idea. I just need the time to finish the books. (laughs) No, I think that really does give it an interesting perspective because you're able to Mm -hmm. look at it and like in a very analytical perspective. Like if Mm -hmm. you have no skin in the game, you're kind of really able to look at it and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, like that's probably the best way to get a really truly neutral view on it. I guess not neutral, but 
but yeah, like a, a view on it where you can look at it like really truly analytically and not be like, well, I'm not injecting any bias into it. It's just, mm-hmm. here's what's happening. Yeah. Because there's going to be a level of discomfort for me in general. And again, not everybody who's asexual is the same. It's a spectrum of your comfort and what you feel and all kinds of stuff. Um, I am more on the sex repulse side. So it's interesting for me to be like, okay, how's the story going to progress? And how does this play into it? And with this system being that as people are working together to use sex in this way with their magic, it literally is weaving a spell together and it all has to be consensual and it all has to be talked about and there are rules and stuff like that. I'm like, that's cool. And I'm learning a lot and I've gotten to have some really interesting conversations with some of my friends. So yeah. Neat. Keep you updated. Also, um, we're making progress on the granny square front, which is, I should bust this out. Let's see, let's see, let's see where it's going. I'm seeing folks for, for those folks who are not viewers. <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, I saw a ball of yarn. There it is again. It's quite large. Rolling it on a screen. go we're getting there we've gone out another couple inches it looks like right yeah we got two colors now (laughs) it's very intricate yeah um i did need help with the beginning of the granny square it's it's tough but that's all right because now we're just at the fun part where i don't even have to think so i feel like if you ever got that far in and just felt like giving up you just make a really nice yarmulke i could Nice kippa. Oh, by the way, are you caught up on Moon Knight? Oh, yeah. Devastated. Um, I am devastated as well, but I am glad that they... Uh, they kept Mark Spector Jewish, which the... They kept have. Mark Spector Jewish. Yeah. And it seemed like his father was very... Um, that his faith is a key part of who he is, which is good with um because i was really getting worried that they just weren't going to talk about that at all yeah i was getting kind of bummed i'm like are they gonna like completely whitewash that away from him as a character yeah kind of like how they had done with wanda and pietro i mean but i understand that uh this wanda and pietro are different they're not quite the same ones yeah but still you know taking two jewish Romani characters um, and having them working for essentially neo-Nazis. Not a great look. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially knowing that their dad was, for all intents and purposes, a very vicious Nazi killer. Mm-hmm. Which he kind of he had was all a survivor. I mean, mm-hmm. and even if you can't have the X-Men in the main verse... <clears throat> They still could have had them, you know. Which now they can. Now they can. So I think that'll be interesting. But I think with Multiverse of Madness, we're going to get to see different versions and variations of Wanda. So maybe there will be a variant of Wanda who is 
Magneto's daughter, you know? I'm just going to make a real simple if statement here. If Professor X exists in one universe, then Magneto exists as well. Mm-hmm. And then he's her father. So I'm wondering if maybe we might get a little mad Michael Fassbender action. I would love to see them back. Or you know what, though? It's Patrick Stewart. So maybe Ian McKellen action. Also good. Also good. Loved those two. Also, it's directed by Sam Raimi, who has straight up admitted that he's not seen any of the MCU movies. <laughs> he's like, but they showed me some clips. I mean, at this point, you don't need to see the other MCU movies because clips. they give you um, ear pages an hour before you start filming. Everyone's just expected to know what they're doing. Um, no one's allowed to know anything else. So I don't think you need to know anything about the MCU to work for the MCU anymore. No, pretty much. Not really. It is a huge pet peeve of mine, and I think that the work suffers for it. I think that's the problem with like trying to make like a giant interconnected universe of movies. Mm-hmm. Is you end up having movies where they like literally like they because Sam Raimi was interviewed about this and he talked mm-hmm. about the fact that he had to do a bunch of rewrites and shit and like yeah. and had to change a bunch of shit because shit changed in the TV show. Yeah. And like, yes, it's cool that they're able to kind of maintain this continuity, but like, wouldn't it be better if you just had a bunch of one-off movies Agreed. that had a loose continuity, but then focused entirely on making a very good two-hour movie? Yeah. The best one possible and not just being like, well, here's another jumping off point to the next jumping off point to the next jumping off point. Yeah. I think that's one of the things about Thor Ragnarok that I enjoyed was that it felt more like Self-contained? That. Yeah. Yeah, Taika's um, going to do that. He'll do the same with Love and Thunder. I'm super confident. Exactly. I'm so glad that he's going to be there. Like, every time he does a Thor movie, I'm like, please undo what the Russo's did because they're mean to Thor. Just make Thor funny. Make him a big, <laughs> stupid doofus because that's what Thor is. Um, I feel like maybe Taika listened to, like, Norse mythology and was like, that's this guy. He's a big, lovable moron who, like, will eat an entire cow in one sitting if you let him. Yeah. Um, the, The Funko Pops for the movie have the goats in it. Yes. So I'm excited. I am excited to have Thor with his goats. I just honestly would love to see somehow Taika Waititi do the Freya's wedding to the ogre thing with Thor under the wedding veil and doing the cartoon eating a fish. (laughs) I would love to have him doing more him and Loki, which unfortunately I don't think we're going to get. But Um, with the show. But it would be nice. You never know. They did that show with the wiggity-wackity time travel fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Let, Let Taika come in and do some more with the TVA and Loki. I think that would be really cool too. Not that I think that the director was bad. I think that she did an amazing job um, as the main showrunner. Um, I don't think that they stick the landing with that one. Yeah. But I understand that they were using Loki to um, really open up the rest of the MCU, which was kind of sad. But... I think that everybody who worked on it worked very hard and I think they really put themselves into it. So 
I still think like it was a fun TV show and like yeah. had the good Doctor Who vibes, which yeah was good because there was no Doctor Who on at the time. Yes. So it was kind of nice to have that. But like, yeah, like it could have been. I would have just liked more TV shenanigans. I feel like we still have, we still have time. There might be more. Yeah. I don't know. Like I really like um, having Loki, Morbius, just being a menace to the TVA. Oh, you mean I enjoy Mo- that. Mobius, not Morbius. Mobius. Yeah. Our other favorite vampire, Dr. Michael <laughs> Played by very normal and cool guy, Jared. <laughs> totally not a lead, cultural leader. Totally Definitely not. not the worst human being that's ever lived. Oh my god, definitely not the worst Joker ever. Huge great review for his performance as one of the Gucci family in House of Gucci, where he just did fucking Super Mario voice the entire time. Oh, Papa, you're making me feel so bad. He's doing like really bad Mario voice the whole time. Not as bad as Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, you jerk. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, how can he eat an apple? Like, how is that not making him like... How was he eating the apple? But I guess yeah. maybe is the... Do the rules of the game... You know, maybe... Oof. Not all of them change. But I'm wondering if... Maybe he just let her explode because he's like, what the fuck ever? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like he turned her and then let them squirrel around in the house... Um, and her what like listened to them leaving and then just waited for her to turn to dust. So he like wanted to fuck with him. Yeah. He wants Charlie to understand that he's a vampire. One beer. Yeah. Tribes, very 1980s vampires. um yeah these two i feel kind of bad because it's like you're rooting for them but they also you know you're like oh (laughs) come in oh here he comes here we go true nerd energy of him to like be like taking notes yeah like you know he just went and bought another binder specifically for this purpose and probably maybe because he's being secretive wrote the title of the binder on the inside Mm -hmm. like in this binder belongs to section but you know and he's making his little press pass oh my god and i love her She's so funny. I love how haggard he looks sitting in that library too. Like just, it's great. Oh, I'm a little ahead of you. Hold on. Oh, you might be. Yeah, I like stepped on my remote for a second. Okay. Let me know. Don't even sweat it. No, we're good. Let me know when you get to the vampire show where the lady's on the bed. Uh, let's there. Okay, we're there. Frantically crochet. 
Charlie is in the building watching Charlie's the vampire show. Yep. <laughs> With a scene that reminds me of Frankie Ford Coppola's. Oh, I know. Bram Stoker's Dracula. When I would love to get out of my brain. I don't know what you're talking about. It was a great movie. Very cool. <laughs> Very straightforward. Really connected to the book. So, so much like the book. Yeah. <laughs> fire, fire, she's supposed to be on fire. David Tennant. I feel bad mostly because they keep making him do that British accent. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh my God, if they make him the 14th doctor, let him be the 14th doctor, but as Peter Vincent. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like, same costume, one to one, upside down pinnacle, eye ring, like, yeah. Fuck. I find him so attractive in this costume. <laughs> um, I also find Taika very, very attractive in his Blackbeard outfit. But then also Rice, very attractive in his not-so-pirate-y uh, not so outfit. He's a gentleman pirate. He is a gentleman pirate. I love his, too. I love going back and watching some of his stand-up because he's mm -hmm. super funny stand-up too. It's true. Talking about how he joined the military in New Zealand because his mom made him. Oh my God, I know. I need to watch that one. That one just and popped they, up on YouTube. Here they kicked him out because he was too nice. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> like he, was, he was just too precious. They had to kick him out of the military. They're like, go to school, please. Please, please, sir. You're too good for all of this. I get it. I love it <laughs> so much. Like, <laughs> um, Korg, uh, the the character that Taika put in Thor, um, that accent started off as Rice's <laughs> voice, and then he just kind of messed with it a little bit. But you know where he's like, "Hi, I'm Korg. Did a rebellion? Passed out some pamphlets? No one really. shut up. <laughs> Revolution? Uh." Did not print enough pamphlets? That was it. I was messing up. But yeah, you can hear it in the voice and the inflectuations. And I'm just like, oh my God, you did. You based it off your best friend because he's sunshine. <laughs> A whole bunch of Doctor Who fans has awakened something. <laughs> I would say it'd be super funny if when the doctor, if the doctor changes genders again, if he did do that, like, <laughs> oh boy. But once again, oh my God, the beard's fake too. I forgot about yep. that. 
And now he has such a baby face. David, we love you. You're so weird. <laughs> Even the sideburns are fake. It's so great. He's been a vampire killer. He's been the doctor. He's been demon. <laughs> Bam! She's screaming. Well, and I love that he's drinking absinthe. Like, how much of a poser do you got to be? I know one person who really drinks absinthe. It's probably not even like the real Wormwood absinthe. Yeah. It's probably just kind of, because I don't think you'd be sipping it down like that. No, it's, you need a little bit of sugar with that stuff. It's rough. I've always wanted to try it, but I thought maybe because of my goof brain, it might uh, not work out so great. It's just very, I don't know. I didn't love it that much. Might end up in the, the, the scary zone. Yeah. That's understandable. I think I only have a little bit of one. I don't blame him that he's like, yeah, no thanks. Ginger. I love when his like voice voice comes out. <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> Ginger. I think it's so interesting that he's like, I bought this whole big thing to do my shows and to house all my stuff. And then I live here, you know. I love oh, the twinning there with him going down the mm -hmm. elevator. The sun is going down. Yeah. There's a lot of like interesting shit that happens in horror movies that I think people overlook because they're horror movies, but there's a lot yeah. of really clever work being done. Also, why are these two just sitting in the car staring at Charlie's house? Because they're very normal and cool guys. Like, I know y'all just live in this, like, cul-de-sac in the middle of the desert, but what y'all doing? Are they not he has, like, creepy claws? I don't think he started off as having creepy claws. Too no, when he the window, he had creepy claws. Yeah, but he did there. Like, I think Jerry's just becoming more openly vampiric as he goes. Z, I thought he was carving garlic for a second. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, just making an actual mess on this carpet. What what a menace. This carpet looks like a fucking Texas roadhouse. I did so. Peanut shit all over the place. Ooh, that's another one we should do, the, the movie version of Dark Shadows. 
That's got quite the stacked cast as well. I think Chloe Grace is in that for some reason. She is. <laughs> no. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's just a little sick. I do like that she's not just like, oh, okay, you're weird. I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah, she actually like cares enough about him to be like, I want to help you. Or yeah, like what what's going on? Fucking Jerry, fucking guy. Can't do that accent right either. But you fucking guy. <laughs> I knew exactly. Nandor's voice saying "fucking guy" fucking goes guy. through my head so many times a day. <laughs> oh. Gizmo, I need the, the glitter for the party, Gizmo. Gizmo. Creepy paper. Creepy paper. It's creepy paper, master. Creepy paper. <laughs> glitter like twilight. <laughs> I just end up sounding very like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I don't mean to. <laughs> I think you need the fake teeth in, too, because I think that's what helps. That helps, yeah. Gizmo. It's been Fuck. 10 days since you looked at me. <laughs> That that scene when they're in the car and he just got out of the cult and Pierre's like, you're not a human. And he's like, aren't I? It's been 10 days since you looked at me. And I'm just like, that's compelling evidence. It is. Pierre's <laughs> just like, no, you're going in the cage. I want everyone to end up in the Shane cage at least once. <laughs> now that two of them have been in the cage, I think everybody needs to have a timeout. I also really want to know how all of this is going to play out with two of arguably the most violent people from that house being alone in London with no one there to tether them. I feel like they just end up eating half of London, pretty much. Or maybe they turn a bunch of London, too. Yeah. I mean, because it's just Guillermo and Naja who do not always get along very well. Um, but um, they are both incredibly dangerous people. <laughs> the thing is with Gizmo, like he just he's got such an instinct for killing mm-hmm. that I feel like he like it is instinct, and he does it automatically. He does. So like he'll. Just straight up. See, and now he's allowing his eyes to get all dark and everything. His eyes were kind of like dark and weird before. Yeah, yeah but they're really dark now. When, when he killed uh, fucking mm-hmm. McLovin. Yeah. His eyes were like fully black. Yeah. But, like, he's not hiding any of it now. He's just creeping around in there. He's just creeping around in their their yard with, like, his fangs out and his 
his long nails and his his dark eyes and I'm just like okay sir blowing up people's nothing faster than a minivan that is such a cool action set piece yeah just like a minivan riding away from an explosion yeah exactly one two three one two three Um, I love the action in this movie. He just threw a stupid car, or like a, a stupid bike at them. Your instincts were right to begin with, Tony Collette. We should all always listen to you. Hereditary, this. Knives out. <laughs> Okay, but like he threw a bike. How does she not like think this guy at least has some yeah. kind of weird super strength? She probably just thinks he's on drugs. He's a meth guy. Yeah. Maybe she just thinks that he had meth in his house and that's why he had that dumpster there forever. A very um, Hocus Pocus-esque scene. Let me see your learner's permit. I mean, he kind of just wants to mess with you and then he probably wants to eat you because Charlie's on his path. And I love the use of the rear view mirror in this. Oh, I don't like it. It's fine, Mom. He's a vampire. And where are they going to go? There's only so far you can... Well, I guess, you know, eventually they'll be somewhere else. I don't really understand how Nevada works. How incredibly creepy and rude. Like, he's not paying for gas. He's just crawling around underneath their car. <laughs> like, you're just destroying somebody's car after you've destroyed their house, and you're not even going to, like, offer to buy road snacks? A giant Slurpee from somewhere? Like, nothing? What a dick, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> I really hope that if the actor ever listens to our podcast, he just knows how much I adore fucking Nandor so much. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I really like that whole cast, though, actually. Holy shit, it's Chris Sarandon. Uh-huh. From the original movie. I fucking yep. I think so. Um, hold on. Him. Yeah, that's, that's uh Chris Sarandon, yep. No, I know his voice. I know his face, but I mostly He's the only actor to appear in all three of the Fright Nights. Uh he was Jerry. But also, more importantly, he's Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. 
How surreal for him. To be I like, like how his jaw unhinges. Like he's like a sneak. And I like that it doesn't seem like super sexual when he bites people, which often happens, you know, like it's messy and very animalistic and it looks like they're in pain. How many teeth do you have, dude? More than enough. And it looks painful for him, too, to transform. Like, I think that that's really fun and kind of cool. Hey, what? You not you when you're hungry? Like... He's such a dick. Do you really, do you feel compelled? Am I bothered? Do I look, do I look bothered? Yeah, because that's the thing. If you don't have any faith in it, it doesn't matter. well and that's the other thing so the stake in the chest isn't supposed to kill a vampire it's supposed to keep them stuck to the earth long enough so that you can decapitate them look at the scuttle i love how animalistic all of their vampires are The Chekhov's real estate sign. Yeah. Always, always just make a stake out of whatever you got. That's what I have learned from vampire movies is that anything can be a weapon. Anything that needs to be a weapon can be made to win. Yeah. <laughs> just skittering about, you weirdo. Now he's going to be really mad. I know. Before, I was just going to eat Charlie. But now everybody has to die. Everything has to go very badly. Here he comes. A man's. Just sexy and weird, this whole movie. Just sipping on absinthe. Yep. <laughs> that's such a dumb gag but i love it when people do it yeah <laughs> good for her owned much ice does he just have laying around Oh, I think I wanted to do this slightly differently. Talking about the Granny Square listeners, it's fine. We've committed. We're continuing to go down the road we're going down. An ancient symbol.
I mean, you could say, hey, our new neighbor is kind of crazy. Um, he's obsessed with my mom and he borrowed a couple of six packs and then he tried to blow our house up. Like someone's going to realize that the house was blown up. Like yeah, the, the, cops the things go get killed. <laughs> yeah. Like the, 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 my God, what was it? The line, the gas line was pulled from the outside and someone lit fire to it. It's going to show up, you know? That actually would have been an interesting, like, sort of horrific angle to pull, like, to call the cops on him and then just basically have him, like, eat an entire precinct of cops, much like Michael Myers. Right. Murdering an entire fire department. Evil dies tonight. And then it doesn't. Whoops. Spoiler oh, alert. Shit. We thought evil ki- we were going to kill evil, and then evil turned around and killed us all. Right. Like systematically. You know what? It do be like that sometimes, though. It do. Nobody, nobody wants Franco, my man. Nobody wants a Franco. We want a checkoff. Oh, Franco's. Come at me, Franco's. Actually, don't. I'm terrified of your dead eyes. That was slightly mean. I'm kind of sorry. I should not talk about people's appearances. I love it. <laughs> oh, David Tennant, you're going to do more. You're the doctor. Literally, he just keeps the entire bottle of booze in his silken coat pocket. Yeah. Scooby game. Just like those other vampires in that one 80s movie or 90s movie. What is it? Is it vampires? The one where they just crawl out of the desert? I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. Oh. That, I don't remember a lot of it. My mom really liked it. Um, we'll have to find it for us. We don't have an army. We have us and you. Look at that phone. Jesus. Just let her watch her TV show. <laughs> and she's just like, um, excuse me. <laughs> no. <gasps> there he is, our man. Where's Ginger? Did you kill her? Don't be a dick. Oh, 
space with all that mess and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I would be mad too, honestly. Pretty good reason to be mad, yeah. It is. Um, especially when he was like fighting against vampires and clearly never wanted to be one. Like, okay, so if Crimson got turned into a vampire, you know, she wouldn't be mad at me because she's always wanted to be a vampire. Now, however, if Crimson allowed me to become a vampire, when it has been well known that I've never wanted to be a vampire and I would probably more so be a werewolf instead, then I have every right to be very mad. Creepy hand. Oh, and he's got the flunky ears. Isn't that funny? <laughs> chug, chug, chug. Drink your happy juice. Your growed up juice. I was going to say that if you're going to be stuck in a place going up against vampires, it's that's probably, yeah. Maybe the best place to be. Besides maybe like a garlic factory. Right? I don't remember why garlic's a thing. I will find out for next week. Oh my God, Jerry. Jerry. Sign in, Jerry. Don't just have a snack, Jerry. Sign in. That's such a cool, like, usage of the vampire cannot be caught on camera thing. Mm -hmm. I always also don't know how I feel about that because the whole reason why that wouldn't work is um, uh, lead. But we don't use lead in a lot of things anymore. So I would... Reflection is showing there. Yeah. So I would think that... Modern vampires could see themselves in things. Because, like, none of our uh, none of our mirrors are lead-based. Um, but I, I always... A smartphone. Yeah. But I am a sucker for the whole vampire not being able to be seen on camera or in mirrors. I think I'm going to invest in some old lead-based mirrors or get like a lead-based backing to put on my mirrors. Make them vampire-proof. So then I can know when so it's too late then they're in your house. Squid boy. He's just up there like a creeper. What can you do, you silly little baby vampire? Flips. He's got tricks. We're about to change colors. We might do it. Tonight on the Granny Square, he's so like 
almost polite and creepy. But I like that he like flinches when he gets shot, like it hurts and it's just inconvenient, but it still is painful. They made so many cool choices with this movie. I mean, they can still feel pain. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. Suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Change <laughs> Chuckles. Holy shit. Yeah, you know what the worst part is? I think that, like, she should have just told him so much earlier, I don't want you to not be a nerd, you know? And not saying that, you know, it's her fault or anything. Like, they're teenagers. There's a lot of, it's difficult for them to have, like, big conversations like that. And especially if he's very self-conscious. Like, she probably could have learned how to lurk with them and, like, you know had some fun on the weekends and there could have been emerging. And I understand that that's very difficult in high school. Um, especially when like this movie was made, but she does really well in these situations. So I think she could have, you know, been a nice addition to their group. I do love the, single kind of tear mm-hmm. going down Yelchin's face too. Yeah. Also that like his buddy's face goes back to normal for yeah. what second as he's dying. Yeah. To make it that much more devastating to see. Jerry's just like, oh, hey, I can and I will kill you. Look at him. He's just up on the ceiling already. Yeah, freaking creeper. Oh. Stuck in a sea of humanity. Mm-hmm. But I do like that he can dispel people. Like even if they're not making the the bite like a, a sexual thing, that the dispelling can still happen. 
It's kind of fucked up that that one dude's just like cheering him on because he's like, yeah, what went on his shoulder? Yeah, like a, an underage. I know, and that's not cool either. Like, if someone's like, hey, so-and-so is in danger, you should probably go investigate it. That's just another one of those classic sort of frustrating scenes where... Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. And of course, that security guard just that, oh, his girlfriend's cheating on him or whatever. Yeah. And we're not changing colors tonight. And you almost see it from his perspective because then he's like, oh, well, this guy's going to go slug that guy in the face. And then it's all. Yeah, exactly. I've got like these teenagers in my bar. What am I going to do? You know. He messed with my girlfriend, and now he has to die. I want I want um, a movie just about him just about Peter Vincent you know what it would be fun to have him have a sequel um, unfortunately with Anton passed away I mean but they could have somebody else come in I think it'd be cool to just see like a Peter Vincent yeah like a Peter Vincent prequel yeah. maybe even about like the young yeah And we could have, you know, like David Tennant in the beginning or the end just being like, here's the story, you know. Was Philadelphia born and raised in it? Maybe. <laughs> trying to think of this comic that I recently read. That uses a character like Peter Vincent. Count Crowley is the name of the comic. But it's basically about uh, 
like a, a midnight B movie mm-hmm. horror host who becomes a nice, nice. And she's like also struggling with alcoholism and stuff like that. So there's another mm-hmm. angle to it. I read the first like collected section of it. It's very good. Nice. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Um. How do you think we would fare as Monster Hunters, Pat? I would like to think since I go to the gym and I've got strong arms that I'd at least be able to plunge a good steak into a heart. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't have very high hopes for myself. I, I'm kind of strong, but I have asthma and a very weak leg. <laughs> um. I think I have a lot of knowledge that I could help a team with, but I think on my own would not be the best monster hunter. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have to spend some more time in the gym and eat some more protein. Right, same. Woke up. Same. I love how nobody in this neighborhood either is just like, hey, what's Charlie doing? I mean, if they live in a red state, they're probably just like, eh, whatever. Who fucking cares? They're like, wow, Charlie's house just burned down. And <laughs> now he's going in this guy's house. Cherry. That's smart, though. I like that he breaks all the windows. but hey man all those years of larping you know he's got accessories he's ready to go I love this fucking movie. The reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck the superhero landing. I'm assuming that means he's hammered right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does anything sober. You know what? In this line of work, can't blame him. Yeah. Probably want to have a little bit of liquid courage in you if you're going to be trying to fight the undead. And not only that, but if he spends a substantial amount of time drunk, if he goes in without drinking, he's going to be very shaky and in yeah. physical pain. So... <laughs> the uh the dirt floor everybody pay attention because remember remember peter said that they burrow in on the ground 
this particular kind of vampire. So that's an insinuation too that there's different subspecies mm-hmm. of this kind of creature. I mean, the Blade trilogy does some interesting shit with uh, different kinds of vampires. Yeah. this one that could be an interesting creepy chat is vampires in pop culture like vampire yeah blame etc or even nosferatu or what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. or dark shadows Um, yeah, there's a movie called Vampires, and that one takes place in the desert. That's got a Baldwin in it. It's got James Woods. Mm, some problematic folks, but you know, <laughs> it's it's a pretty interesting storyline. I like how he said the name of the movie in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? And your father's aim. And now she's kind of got this bride of Dracula sort of look. Here's some scuttling, y'all. What a, a terrifying thought. Like vampires that just burrow in the ground and then pop out like daisies when they no, smell blood. That visual, too, is just really yeah. unsettling and really rough. Yeah. And I like that they're kind of utilizing, again, this kind of animalistic look with the vampires by having, like, more dancer moves, like modern dancers. Almost like when we were watching, um, oh, my gosh, what was it? The, the new zombie movie where they had to go into Las Vegas. Oh, shit, the Zack Snyder zombie movie? Yeah, the dead. Zack Snyder one. The Tignotaro-powered film question. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking eBay! I enjoy um, utilizing dancers to give us weird bodily movements for supernaturals slightly unnatural feeling yeah 
because they can do shit with their bodies like that feels yeah. natural real attack on titan looking fucking shit happening there yeah Every relationship's got its up and down, you know? Sometimes you just gotta have a little bit of a fight. Charlie's very smart. He's really good at this, actually. Poor Peter Vincent. Yeah. Like, for someone who's very new to the whole game, he's doing pretty good. Fucking DeFranco. Colin really is very good at acting with different accents and that's such a difficult thing to do. Look at him limboing around the sun. I also like to hiss at the sun, sir. Ugh, gross. Why do you have to be so gross? Ew. Gross. Don't make out with teenage girls. Don't be like that. Also, it feels like a weird power dynamic. It feels bad, folks. Yeah. It feels weird. I don't. It's one of the things about vampires that I do not like. Um, but assuming um, also that I, you're not supposed to like. Yeah. And I understand it because, you know, like, ooh, here's the thing. Here's this much older man. It's only sexy and right that he should be making out with this young girl. You know, that has been the narrative for so long. But I think we can do better. I think, I think we can all challenge ourselves. He's sparking a dupe. <laughs> Let's do your plan.
I love that he bought this suit specifically for this. He knew what he was doing. He did. Again, Charlie, great instincts. It's from spending all my time being a nerd. Exactly. This is where being nerdy pays off. <laughs> he doesn't even drop the blunt. Yeah. Because Peter Vincent's a badass. Didn't miss that time. Sorry, Colin. And I like that we get that baddish kind of Nosferatu almost look. And then he looks like a person again. It's good. This movie was just so smart with things like that, that it did. It really just like, I don't know. Had the potential to be like a shitty B movie and they Mm -hmm. went so much further than they needed to go even. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. This could have just been such a silly kind of, you know, movie. And they put so much work into it. They really cared. Yeah. And I don't think that it gets the respect it deserves. (laughs) I mean, that's what we could say for most of the genre. It's true. It, It is true. We've argued that before. Yeah, it was a little Franco. Yeah, it was. It's the only time that Franco has said anything kind of correct. <laughs> I feel like the her trying to like bite him with her entire jaw unhinging, that's gotta make sex a little weird for them later on. Right? Maybe, I, I, maybe it's a kink. Maybe it's a kink. That's his vibe. Not to yuck in anybody's yum. <laughs> Brady Bunch, the movie joke. Just hanging out at Peter Vincent's house, trying to nail my girlfriend. Uh, 
Mini dolphin sushi. <laughs> so we can have awkward sex on this skin rug. Well, there we go, kids. Fright night. Fucking fun movie, though. It is, though. It really is a fun movie. So I'm hoping that y'all gave it a shot with us and enjoyed it. Well, if you're still here. Then assumingly. You watched it with us. <laughs> um, watch it. Yeah. Watch with us. Watch it over um, and over again until you memorized all the lines. Exactly. And it is official now. We, uh, we were starting on the 30th, but it is now the 1st. It is officially, officially Vampire Month. May the 1st Welcome. be with you. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into some Star Wars territory this week. So enjoy that, Star Wars fans. Dance Gavin Dance fans, new single releasing on the 4th, Ooh. as hinted at by the record label. There you go. Big ups to the fandom, too, for raising a ton of money. Their bass player actually died a couple weeks ago. And yeah. um, younger than us. And the fandom like raised a ton of fucking money through GoFundMe to help pay for his funerary costs and all that stuff and help out his, his uh, you know, girlfriend and her family and stuff like that, too. So it was really cool. That's good stuff. Good job, y'all. We good like people. that. Good people Indeed. in the fandom. Indeed. All right. So, uh, what what would you rate it, Pat? Hmm. 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 Four point eight five. It's a damn fine vampire movie. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a four just because you know some of that made me uncomfortable, and Mini Franco makes me kind of mad. Hey, yeah. But um. <laughs> They didn't know that when they cast him. <laughs> no. I mean, they probably knew it, and that's why they made him an asshole. Probably. If you're looking for um, an asshole. But yeah, I would give it a solid four. It is a really good vampire movie. It's fun. It plays on lore. They throw out facts. They throw out different bits of the lore in there. I like that they use a different kind of vampire than what we're used to. Um, cast overall is really good. The writing's fun. Um, it's very indicative of, of the time it was made. It's a good one. It's a, it's a good vampire movie. I'm glad we started off the month this year with it. David Tennant, always amazing. Colin Farrell, yeah. right? Anton Yelchin, fucking awesome. If he came back as a vampire, I wouldn't be mad. So Anton Yelchin, if you're listening and you are actually a vampire, come out, come out and play. We'll be happy to have you. And um, hopefully you do not find conspiracy theories like that to be distasteful. <laughs> Who could say for sure? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for him as a person, as an actor. He was he was a cool guy. So. I mostly knew him from Trek in this movie, actually. Same. That's all I knew him from. But. Uh, yeah, there's a movie called Odd Thomas, which is a little bit more of our alley that I need to watch eventually. Mm -hmm. 
Any Rex, Pat? Any Rex? Uh, well, so if you're into weird foreign horror movies uh, where you have to watch with subtitles on, uh, You Won't Be Alone. Ooh, okay. Very good. Uh, with Numi Rapice, quite a few other people in it. It's basically about, um, I think it's in Moldovia where it takes place or something like that, where a witch, and this is taking place hundreds of years ago, a witch who is a horrific burn victim, but also an evil witch, rolls into someone's house and basically says, I'm going to take your daughter. Ooh. And the woman says, uh, let me raise her till she's 16. Mm-hmm. And the witch comes and takes her when she's 16 and this daughter was cursed by the witch the witch actually pierced her vocal cords when she was a baby so she can't talk oh wow and the mother in an in a very vain attempt to keep the witch from actually taking her at 16 hit her away in a cave so Hmm. she had no human interaction for her entire life and this specific kind of witch can do body switching like a skin change oh yeah. <gasps> this woman gets to experience life through many, many different people and a couple animals, but mostly people. Uh-huh. She learns to live as a human being through that. So much of the wow. movie doesn't feature that. There's dialogue happening around her, but most of her dialogue is just internalized, obviously, because she's not able to speak. Yeah. She doesn't know anything about being a human being at all. And she learns to be a human being by killing people and taking their skin. Huh. So I don't even know if you'd call it a, I guess it's a horror in that. Oh no, it's, that's, that's horror. She's fucking yeah. killing people and, uh, yeah. you know, content warning. There's some shit happening in there that's not comfortable. There's some yeah. sexual stuff that's happening that she's construing as assault because she takes on the body of a married woman and the husband, you know. Yeah does what he's going to do and does she doesn't understand it and weird shit happens from there yeah but also she's learning to be a human being in the most abstract and interesting way of I, I could think of learning to be human yeah and it's really kind of for as weird as it is also really beautiful it's like mm-hmm. if terrence malick made a really fucked up horns horror movie basically because it's like more vibes than anything else. Like it's just vibes all the way, but really well acted. Yeah. Like everyone who had to take on the part. And she takes on people of different ages and different genders and stuff like that too. In this yeah. effort to like learn to be human. So it's really interesting. Cool. And thank you for the, the trigger warning with it too. That's great. Yeah. There's like, I think there's two instances of it. Yeah. Where like that kind of stuff happens and she responds in kind by, I think, breaking their penises. Nice. Nice. As far as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, a sound is made that sounds like a breaking, and then the guy, like, just blood spurting everywhere. So I'm assuming yeah. it happens. I don't know. Yeah. Not a lot of expo, but. I don't think there needs to be. That. Because we, we're, we're smarter than filmmakers give us credit for. So I like it when filmmakers don't show you everything. No, you don't need to. We know what's going on. But I also feel like it's just really beautifully shot. Once mm-hmm. again, if you've seen Malik movies, you know the vibe where it's just like a lot of like out shots of the outdoors and just people being outdoors and a lot like yeah. a little music happening in the background. But some just taking life in. 
having that through the context and the lens of a horror movie is really interesting. Yeah. It was fucking cool. But anyway, otherwise, go back and fucking watch the Blade trilogy. Yeah. Because definitely those movies fucking slap. Mm-hmm. You see Baby Deadpool. Oh. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's Ryan Reynolds' first role where he's got two katanas and is being snarky. <laughs> As he should. Proto Deadpool. You got any recos? Um, I do. It's not horror related, but I have really been enjoying the TV show Julia on HBO. Um, it is about Julia Child uh, and kind of the start of the show that she was doing on public television. Um, it's really good because it talks a lot about feminism, but it also talks about the intersectionality of race and feminism. Uh, one of the producers is a woman and she's a woman of color um, in this time in the early 60s. And it's it's just the cool thing about the show is that it's a part of the story but it's not all of the story like just the way that it is for any person who's marginalized like that's not the whole thing about who you are you're not specifically just a woman you're not specifically just a person of color you're not specifically just a woman who happens to be a person of color or what, or what it is it is you're here doing this and it's more difficult because of that. But there's still all the other things that make up you and your story and what you're doing. Um, So I've been really enjoying how they have written that. It's also beautifully shot. Um, The music's fun. Costumes are really great. I enjoy learning more about Julia Child. Niles from Frasier, he's in it. He's playing Paul Child, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, he's very good. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really, really good cast. The acting's solid. The writing is solid. Um, the social issues that they are putting in there are not being shied away from, but they're also not the whole story. So um, there's one episode left, but thus far it has been a really good balance. We have one episode left of Moon Knight. I could not recommend that more. Um, I've been really enjoying it. I know that a lot of Marvel fans are like, ooh, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, but I think that what they've done is shoot it in a way that it makes a lot of sense for folks who are not neurotypical like as a person who dissociates and loses time that way, for me, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I get it. Like I don't have DID. I'm not a person who lives within a system, but I am a person with PTSD who then deals with feelings and traumas in a different way than other people do. And part of my way is through dissociation. and sometimes you can see me do it and sometimes you don't. But there are times when I'll like blink and I'm like, wow. I just lost five minutes. You know? um. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is obviously very different, but I like the way that they've been shooting it and framing it um, and giving us these beautiful, unreliable narrators. Um, it is a wonderful 
And initially when I first started watching it, I was kind of pissed because I'm like, this isn't true to the comics. But the more I've been watching it, it feels really, really close to the Jeff Lemire run. Yeah. Where you question the reality of what's happening every single time you turn a page. Yeah. Because you that's what a lot of people have been saying that it's like Lemire's. Yeah. Like you've no fucking clue what's real for Mark. And any mm-hmm. and Mark is the main in most of the story. And he's the main in this too. Uh, and his, his DID is played, I think, in this in a much more interesting and mature way, especially the more you read about DID and the fact mm-hmm. that it is often connected to uh, a singular trauma that you end up developing the DID as like sort of a compartmentalization yeah. of it. I a think lot of times... Um, a trauma that was continuous that happened for a lot of people before they reach nine or 10 with Mark, it seems to be happening a little bit later, but the fact that it is continuous and that you need to fracture yourself or fracture what would have been the whole version of yourself um, and to create an altar who helps take care of you in these situations who helps protect you and yeah it's interesting i think they're doing really well with it too sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no not at all it's more devastating just because of the fact that the altar uh and the main are like connected now yeah their their system um know each other at least two of the people in the system know each other um and we're starting to work together so it's it's been really tough. And like, I knew, I knew that there was going to be a really traumatic reason why DID was happening in this story. But the, when it happened, I still just was like, Oh, it's too fucking much. Yeah. Honestly, that really fucking devastated me more than anything. Especially yeah. the fact that she was screaming and went up while they're trying to sit Shiva for their four kid. Like, yeah. 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 That, was, that was rough. And then like the fact that it spins back around to another Shiva. Mm-hmm makes it that much worse and then but yeah like i love the fact that they acknowledged it they they acknowledged mm-hmm. what was going on there but they also pushed his faith out forefront in a big yeah. way yeah, yeah. Really incredible and that he struggles with it and that he struggled with whether or not he could go to his abusers shiva and that he he still clearly loves his dad despite the fact that his dad didn't do as much as he should have you know um there's so much marvel really did a lot especially with this last episode episode five really was a punch to the gut and they put so much in less than an hour um but it was good like it didn't feel rushed it didn't feel forced it it was really well done narratively so i am interested and horrified to find out how we're gonna wrap it up with episode six because I don't know how we're going to wrap it up. It's only 45 minutes, too. It's the shortest episode. No. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not just a bunch of, like, CGI cape flying and shit like that. Like, honestly, because yeah. the show didn't do that much of it. Mm-hmm. I also am not unconvinced that Jake Lockley also isn't there. There was a third sarcophagus. Yeah. There was that they just have conveniently continued to be like, that's not my problem. A lot of people have been saying that they think it's okay. Let's whatever. We've had spoilers this whole time. Um, You're you're a spoiler pro show. Um, 
a lot of people are saying that they think it's obviously Jake who asks out the girl in the museum and that Jake has been there, um, like, especially when the body count goes up and then Mark's like, what the fuck? And Stephen's like, well, it's clearly not me, you know, that that's Jake. Um, and then a lot of people were saying that, you know, when um, they're having the therapy session and there's a big cut mm-hmm. on who we assume is Mark, but then he's got like the, the pyramid to his neck. A lot of people are saying that's actually Jake pretending to be Mark or just allowing Dr. Harrow to think it's Mark. Um, because the eyes, like the, the way he's sitting in his eyes and the accent is just slightly, slightly different. And it's just a little bit more violent. Um, yeah, I think it's him. I think yeah. he's, I think he's there. And I think honestly, he's going to roll out and maybe do some fucked up shit. Or that could be if they're going to do another season of it, exploring yeah. more about Jake. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they introduce him, it'll be a real quick introduction yeah. because... Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I thought that the hearts weren't balanced because Jake was stuck in the sarcophagus. That was my theory the whole time. And then I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still don't know what to think about it. Yeah. You mentioned Crowley by name, though, at least now. So that's Crowley's a yeah. big figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning sure. more about Moon Knight, and I would like to start reading at least that run. The Lemieux um, run, the Bemis run, Max yeah. Bemis of the band Say Anything um, became a comic book writer and mm-hmm. did a couple runs of Moon Knight that were really, really fucking interesting and really, really play with Mark's Judaism and stuff like that too in yeah. a humongous way. One of the bad guys is straight up just an actual like Nazi who worked at Auschwitz, Nazi. Wow. And yeah. super fucked up. But yeah, like he's he's in it. And a figure who is similar to the guy, to Harrow's character, because I feel like this Harrow is a composite of several different enemies throughout, including a Dr. Emmett, Mm -hmm. who is just Emmett. But (laughs) like, I don't know. It's fucking awesome. It's it's a good show. Please watch it. Please enjoy it. But then also Mm -hmm. please hit your local comic book store and read up mm-hmm. Moon Knight because he's Marvel's Batman, but he's fucking, he's the cool Batman. He's the Batman who admits that he's nuts and is like, yo, I'm fucking crazy and this is who I am and I have to struggle with it day in and day out, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to shy away from it. Whereas the other Batman's like, I'm not crazy, pulls on rubber suit. <laughs> it depends which Batman. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, newer runs, he's a little bit more like. <laughs> bring in, bring back Adam West Batman somehow. Oh, we love him. We and love him. They had Adam West read from Frank Miller's like 1985 Batman. Oh my God. When he was already kind of old. So it, uh-huh. uh, yeah, but just. He, he could, he could do an older one, but they, um, they're bringing in. They're bringing in the Keton. Yeah. And completely pretending that Ezra Miller isn't in the movie so they can market it around Michael Keaton. <laughs> Which, <sighs> clever marketing, I guess, but yeah. Mm. Good old punchy. Let's just go straight to Batgirl. Um, and fuck you, Joss Whedon, for whatever curse you put on the Justice League. <laughs> God. 
God. Even Zack Snyder putting out a seven hour black and white version of it couldn't fix it. I mean, it did fix it, but I mean, he can't live. It was really good. Um, But yeah, couldn't fix the Justice League in general. Um, What was I going to say? Comics, Mark Spector. Yeah, like in Moonlight. Moon Knight. Wow, getting tired. Um, But I am, I'm really enjoying Moon Knight. Uh, Yeah, can't wait to see how that wraps up. Terrified to see how it wraps up. Um, he's one of the, the vigilante boys. He's fun, you know? He, uh, he hangs out with Deadpool and Spidey and Daredevil legitimately in the comics. He's, Those four yeah. hang out, and that is a terrifying idea to me. <laughs> they're in that region of, uh, of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, they're all kind mm-hmm. of like right there. Yeah. So Just doing doing their thing like there's a panel that i saw somebody posted i hope it's real um because i want it and it's um spidey says something to moon knight and he's like yeah i just zoned out for half of that speech just tell me to punch and spidey's like okay (laughs) no i think that's real i want that i want that framed and i want it by my my desk somewhere there's a (laughs) a fake panel of Moon Knight walking down a flight of stairs where he's yelling at Dracula. He's Dracula. Where's my fucking money? Fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know is fake, but honestly, that's no, but I love something it. that Jake Lockley would say. It is. Jake Lockley would try to fight Dracula for like 10 bucks. Jake Lockley would beat Dracula's ass into a pulp. For five bucks. What am I saying? He's like a new boy <laughs> cap and just, yeah. he would run him over with his taxi cap. He would. He would. And then go for a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. Whereas Conchu is like sitting there screaming for Mark because they need to do something and they have a schedule. And Jake would just be like, I have stuff to do. I must piss off the other Egyptian deities for no reason again. You swore to protect the travelers of the night. I'm protecting my income. Income. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> Dracula, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I love you calling Dracula a nerd. Oh my God, because he is. <laughs> That's true. He's a big old dramatic rich nerd. All right. He's a drama kid. That's true. Look at the cape. We have circled back to vampires. So that's probably a good point for us to, to get ready to say nighty night. It's time to go to coffin. Nighty night. Right, I'm gonna go to sleep like this time. Coffin. <laughs> All right. So well, we've been those meddling kids. That's Bree. That's Pat. Stay cozy. Because it's gonna get creepy. Oh, goodbye, <laughs> creatures of the night. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>